Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this second installment of a podcast called It's About Him. I'm excited about it, so as always, I'm going to jump right in. Thank you everybody for subscribing, for listening to Sloppy Wins. Please continue to share it and invite people to listen. I just want to get the message out um, as efficiently as possible. So please share, post, hashtag, retweet. I'm not on Twitter. Just keep sharing it. (laughs) Um, Remember, this second podcast is called It's About Him. I think a lot of times we get to the place where we are kind of spoiled in our walk and we forget that this thing is really not about us. Like as much as we would like to think it is, it really is not about us. It's about Christ. And so um, I wanted to start this podcast off by asking you the question, um, is there anything that you can think of? that you know you did not qualify for, yet you received? Is there anything you can think of that you did not qualify for, that you did not fit the bill for, that you could not afford, but you received it anyway? When I ask myself this question, I think about my own home. Um, I was 23 years old when I closed on my first house, and I always um, say, I always tell the story and I always point the glory right back to God because that was nothing that I did. I had no money saved up. I had no down payment. Um, I had barely any credit. I have had never lived anywhere outside of my mother's home. (laughs) Um, Even in college, never lived on my own at all. And so God promised me that I would be a homeowner by the time I was 25. And I just was crazy enough to believe him. (laughs) And he literally made good on that promise. And this past September, I celebrated my third anniversary, my third house anniversary um, in my home as a homeowner. And so that is the story that I always tell. And I always, um, it always comes to mind when I think about me getting something that I didn't deserve other than my salvation, of course, other than God dying for me. And so I want you to think about that because I want you to to just know and remember that God will put you in situations that are unlikely, situations that you do not qualify for, not just for you, but so that he can get glory. And so I know I promised God that I would tell that story to give him the glory and to help other people see what can be accomplished when they simply trust in God and when they simply take him at his word. The first thing I want us to do is go to Ezekiel 36 really quick. Um, And in Ezekiel 36, it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord. Then when I show myself holy through through you before their eyes. What a crazy statement, right? So basically this statement is saying that God goes so far as to say that when he acts among his people, he doesn't just show his grace, mercy, and justice just for their sake, but for the sake of his own holy name among the nations. There are some things that God is going to do for us that we just straight up do not deserve, much less qualify for. And he's going to do it for one reason and one reason only. And that reason is to make his name great. We cannot get so caught up in what we want to do for us or that what we, what we want him to do rather for us that we forget that he's trying to do something through us, that he really does have a plan and it's not about us. He blesses us for his glory, period. And I think that's the thing that we have to wrap our mind around is that he blesses us 
for his glory. It's not just about us. It is bigger than just us and our stuff and our relationship status. It is bigger than us. It does not end and begin with us. It ends and begins with him. It's bigger than us. And so now don't get me wrong. Don't think that God doesn't desire to do you good. Do not think that God does not desire to, to bless you and that he really does not want to give to you and love on you because that is not true. There is no good thing that he wants to withhold from you. But let's be clear. He also wants the glory. And so because the glory, it really shifts the attention from you to him. And it makes people desire to know the God that you serve. So it's simple. It's really a simple concept. You get blessed. You give God his props. God makes a way. You direct your praise for him, to him. God opens a door. You tell them it was God, right? Not for yourself. It wasn't your education that opened the door. It wasn't because you know someone. It was, it was the favor of God that rests on your life. It was God. And so we have to make sure that when we are accepting things from God and when we are accepting the promotions on our job, when we are getting the houses and the cars, that we are not becoming self-righteous and that we are not taking the credit for ourselves, but that we are giving that glory back to God because that is what he desires. And this may seem unnatural and it may seem countercultural because it is. But the truth of the matter is most of God's ways are countercultural because they force us to adopt and live out, live out a mindset that does not match those who are around us. It doesn't match what we see on social media. It doesn't match what we hear in our conversations because our culture is all about self and what can be done to make me look better and how many likes I, I can get and how can I make my name great? How can I um, grow my platform? That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what our culture has taught us is right. But following Christ requires that you make his name great. Following Christ requires that you exalt him that you lift him up that you figure out how can I make God known how can I make him greater in my in my job how can I make him greater in my conversations and in my relationships it's countercultural, but that's the approach that we have to take we can even look at the message of Christianity and if you ask a random person what Christianity means or what the the message the central message of that means more than likely, somebody would say, God loves me. God sent his son to die for me. He, he wants to bless me. And in this book that I'm reading called Radical by David Platt, he suggests that this theology of Christianity, of Christianity, just meaning that Jesus loves and died for me, is incomplete. It's not wrong, but it's, it is incomplete. Because to say that God loves me is the essence of our faith. It's basically saying that I am the object of Christianity, that it's about me, that it's no longer about God. It's no longer about his sacrifice, but it's about me. That's incomplete. With this mindset, when I look for a church, <laughs> I look for music that best fits me. I look for programs that best fit me and my family. I make plans for my life and my career. Y'all get it? You see where I'm going with this? It's all about me and God is absent. That's not where Christianity stops. It doesn't stop with us. It's not just about us. This is the version, though, of Christianity and the life that our culture embraces. But the real message, the true message, is that God loves me so that I can make his ways great. So that I can make his name known. 
his ways, his salvation, his glory, his greatness, so that I can make that known among the nations. God centers everything on himself, even our salvation. Because in Ezekiel, like we, like we read, he said that he saves us not for our sake, but for his holy name. This does not mean that God has an, uh, an ulterior motive in blessing us. Let's be clear. It does not mean that he doesn't love us. It just means that God is at the center of his universe. And no one else can be. Because if anybody else was at the center of his universe, then that would ultimately make them God. And that's not, that's not the case. It's not about us. It's about him. Now, I'm not telling you to stop believing God for blessings, but know that it's bigger than just us. We have to pull back and we have to stop seeking God's hand more than we seek his heart. And we have to know that he wants to do for us what we can't do for ourselves, not just to make us happy, not just to please us and appease us, not just for that, but to make his name great. He wants glory, y'all. Today, I want you to challenge yourself and I want you to get outside of yourself and don't just ask God what he can do for you. But let's say, God, what can I do for you? How would you like to use me today? How do you want to utilize my gifts for your kingdom today? God, how can I make your name great? It is an incomplete picture if all we see is us. If all we see is what God is doing for us, if all we want to know is, God, how can you make a way for us? Whole time we're crying and slobbing and hollering about us and our situations. And God is like, yo, I'm trying to do something even bigger through you. You're a puzzle piece in this amazing picture that I'm trying to put together. It's not just about us. We have to understand that. And if we conceptualize that, it'll help us in our situations as we, you know, go day in and day out. Because we'll realize that, you know, I might be in a tough season right now, but this is for something bigger than me. This is because God wants to use my story so that I can help somebody else. This is because God wants to use this season in my life to prepare me for what he's taking me, for his glory. And when I just so happen to get blessed in the process, I can point all glory to God. Open yourself up to his heart today, not just his hand. And again, when you get blessed in the process by doing this, point the glory to him so that others want to know the God that you serve because that's what it's all about. Let's make his name great today. Let's make his name great in our workplaces. Let's make his name great in our doctor's appointments. Let's make his name great because he is worthy. He's worthy. And this is what it's all about. It's not just about us. It does not stop with us. It it begins and it ends with Jesus Christ. It's about him, y'all. Let's make him great today in the way that we walk, the way that we talk, the way that we love. Let's exalt him today. Let's point all glory to him. If you get a promotion, if you get um, accolades for, for doing something on your job, point it to him. Direct the glory to him. Because as you do that, people will become curious about the God that you serve. And they will say, surely, if he did it for her, he can do it for me. I want to know this God that she serves. That doors are being opened for her like this and ways are being made and she's being protected and provided for. I want to know this God and that is the point. That's the great commission. That's what it's all about. To direct glory to him so that other people want to know the God that we serve. So I love y'all. That's our challenge today. Let me know how it goes. Share this message, this podcast. Love y'all. See you later.